What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach, and with me, as always, is Eric. And this week, we have a special guest. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? My name is Austin. What's up, guys? Yeah, Austin, man, how are you doing? How is uh, how is quarantine for you? Dude, I haven't left my room in like six days. I haven't seen my family, and it's been crazy. No, I'm kidding. No, it's been good, man. I mean, it's been it's been different, for sure. Uh, I'm a junior in college right now. I'm a film student at UCLA, so it's been weird and different, for sure, and a learning curve with all the classes on Zoom and whatever, but um, I mean, was I doing that much different before the quarantine in terms of my lifestyle? Not really. So, <laughs> I mean... Watching movies, playing games, reading books, and writing. Those are my things. So, I mean, sure. other than that, I mean, so. It's been movie night in our household every night. It's fantastic. Oh, dude. We, we, we sit, we eat dinner together, and then it's like, okay, what do we watch? Right to the screen. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. See, that's what it should be for me. But surprisingly, I haven't watched nearly as much uh, movie-wise as I thought I would be. Which is yeah. Insane, but. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of, I guess, a lot more TV than I thought I would be. Yeah. Same. So yeah, what one of the things that we do on our, on our podcast, Austin, as you know, because you're subscribed and you listen to us, I every do. Week, I listen which is to you so guys. great. And I do. We have a what are you doing? What are you watching? Segment. We'd love to include you in this. Um, Sweet. Because uh, so let's start. Let's start with Zach because he has that buttery smooth voice that we all love so much. Zach, what have you been watching? What have you been doing? Well, uh, have you heard of this? <laughs> Guns, a Guns Akimbo movie. Oh my no. gosh, I've seen the insane trailer for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Harry Potter uh, with guns bolted to his hands, <laughs> and then he has to survive in this like GTA style like Saints Row thing. Oh no, and is that online now? Because I saw that trailer in the theater. Before the theaters yeah, closed. Yeah, it's, it's online. Yeah, it's online. <laughs> Wait, why are you winking, uh-huh. Zach? You, it's like Rocket, right? I can see you winking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I used the wrong I'm sure, eye. Actually, you know what? It might it might be on iTunes or something. You could probably buy it because it came out last year. It, like, yeah, limited, a little while ago. Yeah, limited release. And then I think it's probably out. I mean, everything's out now. Um. But it is absolutely ridiculous and good. That's what I wanted. Stupid and just insane, and it's 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 like it's a lot of fun. It definitely reminds me of like Crank or um, yeah, uh, just any of those like insane '80s movies that don't make any sense whatsoever. Like that person should not still be alive, or that gun doesn't shoot things like that you know it's just like it's so over the top and insane like are you waiting for him to pull uh, out then, his wand and go illuminos oh, no it's, 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 all the problems yeah it's 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 never it's never like that actually like you never once really think uh that he's like harry potter you know he, he does an american accent in it which is like at first it's really kind of because we just watched like all the Harry Potter movies and, back to back, and then that's the last sequel. Yeah, and then it went, <laughs> right, and then this is this is what happens after Hogwarts, right? So <laughs> he totes it, a gun it, and it was gets really an weird. Answer. That's funny. Yeah, it's really was weird. It, was but it enjoyable? Yeah, uh, surprisingly, like at first I was like, oh man, is this gonna be like? There was this movie that came out last year on Netflix called Polar, and with Mads oh, Mikkelsen, I heard of that. and. 
I, I, I hated that. Like, I thought it was terrible. It was so much like style over actual substance, you know, like trying to be cool. And, uh, but this was like, there's a lot of style to it, but it's in the, it's in a way that doesn't take itself at all seriously. And I think that kind of worked in its favor. Um, whereas polar was like trying to be this, like I'm John wick type of a thing <laughs> and it didn't, it just didn't work yeah. at all. And, uh, but so it this knew is, what it was. yeah, this definitely knew what it was and it being Harry Potter, it makes it like even that much sillier. Like, yeah, it really plays into it. If it had been any other actor, I probably wouldn't have cared so much, but like just imagining the fun that Daniel Radcliffe was probably having while filming this, it made it totally enjoyable to watch so so yeah. here's it yeah i remember when the first still oh go ahead no, go for it i remember when the first still of that film was released online with his hands up and his people yeah. thought it was real for he's in the middle of the street he, he lost his mind yeah, or yeah. He really britney spears did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so here's oh, a here's man. a here's a question it's fun though here's a question so Dan- daniel radcliffe everybody knows him as harry potter i mean he's been harry potter for for a decade and um, how much of almost two? Yeah, and so how much of that do you feel like he's he's kind of typecast in that role? And now, not necessarily typecast is a tr- in the traditional sense, but in the sense that if he gets cast in another role, for example, this movie, how much of Harry Potter does he have to overcome because he's recognized for almost two decades as Harry Potter? Yeah, I think he's probably doing it on purpose in a lot of ways to distance to break that maybe not distance like it yeah it's not like he doesn't respect where he came from but you definitely get the vibe of like he's taking roles because he wants to yeah. and because he was in another movie a few years ago called swiss army man where he plays a dead body the entire right movie. <laughs> and it's fantastic and it doesn't make any sense why it works and it's really great but He's taking these just weird and strange roles. It's it reminds me a lot of like um, Viggo Mortensen, because Viggo Mortensen did Aragorn, and he could have been a huge, probably like drama action star, right after Lord of the Rings. But he goes and he does these like tiny independent movies with uh, Cronenworth, Cronen Cronenberg, sorry, David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. You know, History of Violence right, yeah. and Eastern Promises, like all these things, and he's gotten so far away from action movies. Like the last action movie he did was that Hidalgo. And that was, I mean, a flop basically. So, you know, I think it's probably a lot of, he's just, he's trying to get away from that and trying to be more interesting, you know, but I think he'll always still kind of, he'll be okay with being Harry Potter, you know, but I think he better be, cause he can't get away from it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't help that like when he got older looking, he didn't really get older looking. Like he doesn't still looks like Harry Potter. But I think one thing to think about it though, is like when you're casting a movie, so like as a casting director or just the director, it's interesting to think, I wonder if they intentionally cast him because he had that like stigma or image Mm. Of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. so it's like people are going to think this is even more ridiculous because uh, yeah. it's Harry Potter mm-hmm. doing it. You can work that to your advantage, as right? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. yeah. That's interesting. So you're you're messing with people's psychology and uh, what they have perceived going into it, and I think it ups the ante a lot because that, I mean that was definitely like my wife and I were watching it and we're like, this is absolutely insane, <laughs> and it's I can't tell you how many times we just said Harry Potter doing such and such or Harry Potter. <laughs> right. like, it's like. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, 
it, that was definitely going into it. That's, they had to have thought about that. So what about you, Austin? What have you been, what have you been watching? What have you been up to? What have I been doing? Okay, well, yeah, as I was saying, um, I have been watching a lot less movies than I thought I would. I mean, like, a movie lover in a quarantine is kind of like a basic mathematical equation, right? That plus that equals just hours and hours of movies. But I, I think I've seen three movies in the last three weeks or four weeks. It's crazy. I've been doing a lot of TV shows. But, okay, those movies were I watched um, – Invisible Man with my family a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that was a really good surprise. Um, yeah, because I mean, watching that trailer with my friends, it was one of those things we were like, "Okay, this is going to be really, really, really good or terrible," because <laughs> it's the way it seemed, the confidence that the creators had making it. So, yeah, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, the trailer, so that, that the trailer really did have hints of terrible in it for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was one of those things where, like, okay, this could easily just be awful. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely could have. Yeah. No, but uh, I loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was really good. Um, it was it was definitely pleasantly surprising, you know, especially yeah. after, I mean, I didn't see it, but, like, Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Um, I, spoiler? I, I, didn't, I didn't either. No, I never saw oh. it. Did you see no, it? Eric? No, no. Oh no! I never saw. And if I did, I wouldn't admit to it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Exactly. All I saw was that uh, that IMAX trailer they accidentally released with like only the sound effects in it. Yeah. And yeah. and that was enough where I was like, I'm I'm not going to go see mm-hmm. this now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at that and then looking at Invisible Man, like it was such a night and day. And the fact that and they did it in like seven million dollars, like it's yeah. just insane. It's so. It was, it was a smart movie too. There yeah. were a lot of smart moments that I feel like kind of transcended what you would have expected of that kind of what we're used to getting with that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Those genre movies. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but yeah, so that was a great movie. And then uh, what else? I watched Onward with my family, with my younger brother and sister, my parents. It was great. I mean, Pixar, there was, a, you know, not like a debate or whatever. People were saying like some people didn't like it as much as other Pixar films, but um. I thought it was right up there with all the rest of them. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. let me no, ask you this. Lot. No, it's great. This is, this is the question. Okay. Uh, did you cry in any moment in Onward? I was close at the end. So you were misty. I was close. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I, I, I mean, it, it, it was really one of those ones that hit you pretty hard in a lot of different places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That ending and like the way that they were just... I mean, I have to really give it to him for that. Like to just take to have the guts to do yeah. that kind of an ending. It was very not Disney, very not family. You know, straightforward yeah. American movie. Uh, it was very honest, very kind of yeah. I don't know. I mean, Pixar is pretty good at being real. You know, yeah. what I mean? and doing a yeah, lot of that for sure. So, but this one went like an extra step, which I, which I really appreciate it because it would made it like a better film i thought yeah oh yeah so, totally. yeah i wasn't gonna see um, it because i'm like oh man here yeah. we go here's another whatever and and then zach yeah. made me see it for the podcast yeah i put a gun to you your head pretty much did <laughs> and and man i was like and i didn't realize the storyline and then i'm in it and i was yeah it was a mess it was actually the last movie that i saw right before like they closed all the theaters the next day so I got to see it in the theater experience. That's you right at the very end yeah. there. Yeah. That's nice. I did cool. buy it again. Yeah, I love, I love Pixar. You did? I did, so the family could see it, because I went by myself. But yeah, no. Yeah. It, it's really good. Um, yeah. 
it, Pixar does that. It's really good at being. I mean, they have the top people who are like think think of ideas that are just things that you would never think people could come up with. Like half of, of a person is such a unique idea, and it's so cool having the little things that. Like their jobs are to think of the things, the ideas, and the detail that have not been done yet, and I think it's really kind of cool. So, yeah, um, that's my movie stuff. I mean, in terms of TV shows, I've watched. What have I watched? I've watched through Amazon Prime's Hunters. Have you guys seen that? I have oh, it's on the, the list. Haven't the seen Jordan it. Peele, right? The Nazi hunting one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great surprise. I love. Oh, really? Okay. The, the very, I mean, from the very, the very first scene paints the entire thing. It's really, really well done. Okay. Um, and it keeps that momentum for the entire thing. I mean, I mean, at the end, the ending's not bad at all. But it's one of those shows where, as you're watching, you're kind of like, okay, the way this story is going, it has to either kind of slightly elevate the reality sure. aspect, which it already does to an extent, but one more thing, or it's going to not be completely satisfying. You don't quite know where they're going to go with it, so you kind of have to. It's not hard to buy at all. It's just one of those things where it kind of goes to a little place that's not as realistically studying as it started out to be. Sure, um, but it's great. I loved it. It's really, really fun. Really, really good. It, right? It goes. Yeah, it goes a little more, uh, a little more Tarantino and a little less Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's funny. And then oh, um, let's see. And then I, I started Breaking Bad. Or not Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. Yes. Oh yeah. Have you not watched Better yeah, Call Saul good. yet? Is this your first pass? I have not watched Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I heard it's getting really good, though, now where it is yeah. currently. So, yeah. It just gets better and better. I, I still haven't finished the current season, but, yeah, it's so good. You guys man. are behind. It just keeps going. You guys are going. so far behind. Well, I watched Breaking Bad the first time, like, four months ago, five months yeah. ago. Wow, man. I'm behind on, every, on at all. Yeah. And that was insanely good. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be. I just never got around to it. So. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's me. That's what I've been doing. Cool. Eric, what have you been watching? Well, let's see. I've I sent you I text you earlier the big laundry list. Like I said, I've I've been getting at it. And and then when everybody goes to bed, I get back on Netflix and and uh binge my my favorite show at the moment. But let's see, I I watched yesterday um How to Lose How yep. to Lose a Guy in Ten Days by Osmosis. And basically Osmosis is, is the girls are watching something and then I, I get I I I, ha- I have to watch it because it's on. You have um, to. You have to watch it, right? Um, watch Shazam again, and that that was okay. that was by choice, but it was also by osmosis. Um, Nacho Libre. Somebody made a comment during dinner, and I was Classic. like, "Yep, got to watch that again." So watch that. Watched Iron Man the first one. Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. for the first time. Um. Um, how how'd you like that? Actually, you know that was controversial it was, among people. It was controversial, but I think it was done really well. Like it wasn't too Okay. Um it wasn't I mean, you know, there's a lot of theme, you know, adult thematic stuff in it and but I, I felt like it told it did a good job telling his story. Um and I think I mean obviously Rami Malek getting the Oscar for that performance. I mean you 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 believe yeah. that he was Freddie Mercury and um but just you you really felt you felt his pain, you felt, you know, the uh, the narcissism as he you know rose in fame and that whole thing. I mean you you really went on that journey with him and I I felt like it was it was done really well. Um That's good. Okay. And then the rest of the stuff I've been watching 
I watched Shane Hurlbut's webinar on LUTs and color, and then a lot of the NAB announcements are coming out. So I watched the Canon announcement, the Deity microphone announcement. But the thing that I've been that's been consuming most of my time right now is Money Heist. Uh, Money Heist. Money. Yeah. Hi, I've heard about. Okay, I haven't heard anything about it. Really. So it's a Spanish. It it's a Spanish series that was done in Spain, um, and it's English overdubs and um, and I think it was released in Spain called the Bank, but it's basically you know about this massive. It's not technically a robbery because they don't steal money. They actually go in and they take over the mint, the royal mint in Spain, and they print their own money. So the, it, oh. the money didn't exist oh. before. They got in there, they printed it, and then they took huh. what they printed. They even brought their own paper. So they technically... Yeah, I didn't know that. They, okay, cool. Yeah, they didn't. It, and uh, I'm only at the end of season two, and um, I'm really enjoying the writing, the story. The, the It's very twisty. Um, and I haven't... Sh- sh- oh, there's already two seasons. How many four. are there already? There's four, four parts. Oh, I thought it was on its first season. Oh, my no, gosh. Okay, yeah. so it's the whole thing already. Yeah, so, I mean, it was released. But it just came to Netflix then. Yeah, yeah, Netflix over. got the license and, and got it. Uh, probably did the, the overdubs and everything. Once It took me a couple of episodes cool. to get past the, the you know, Kung Fu Theater style overdub. Like, Yeah, Money Heist needs to go on my list. I've heard a lot of things about that on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm going to add, was it Hunter? Hunters, yeah, yeah that's great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch Amazon that Prime. one. That, that sounds good. Cause, yeah, cool. Well, it's quarantine. That's all it <laughs> it's is. Everything's just quarantine. That's and, what it is. Uh, what are what have you been up to? If anything, um, you said you're doing your online school. How does that work with film school and online? Okay, well, I think out of all of the different major focuses in my class I got off the easiest because I'm a screenwriter so I mean what I can do and the classes that I do are revolved around my laptop anyway so that for the most part at least this quarter the classes I had this quarter are focused around screenwriting so that's not that bad Um, but I I have I feel bad for first off I'm a junior right now and the seniors who are before spring break uh, mid-March starting up their thesis films. And since then, all production has been obviously canceled for the rest of the year and so forth. So they're going to have no thesis projects at all. Um, And we, and even the UCLA board doesn't know what's going to happen going forward for that. Because, I mean, the whole debate is whether or not film school is worth it, right? And I think the true reason that it is is because of the networking and that when you're done, you have something to show. And you take that out of the equation, that's a big factor in okay i paid this money for four years and i'm leaving it with nothing wow yeah yep. maybe it's a couple small things not the thing that people look for oh you're a yeah. film student let me see your thesis film oh i don't have one sorry like that's what crazy do you, crazy to do you me. think um, that they'll still then, yeah, do you think ahead. that they'll still graduate them without their thesis film or will they allow them to come back you know the next semester or, i don't know or at least work it's on one it. of those things where too i feel like there's a lot of students who are, who would love that opportunity. And some are going to be like, I'm not going back. I'm doing stuff now. But it's just a mixture, you know, because in, in, especially in film coming out of film school, things can be either really, really slow for a while. And you're slowly taking jobs or things can just shoot off all at different 
depending on what you're doing and what your what your thing is. So some people probably would love to do that, and you know, it's a, it's an individual basis. But I think that'd be great to at least offer that. Um, but it'd be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening, what they're going to be allowed to do. So yeah, it, that's so weird because it's like I'm trying to think of how much money you pay or scholarships you get and it's really you're just you're funding that thesis film mm. and now you don't have it goes mm. into yep you learn all your stuff the first year yeah practice to do something so you can have something to show um so your four years weren't just being schooled you're actually doing something and then i mean that's just crazy but again i know in mid-march by the time we got off for spring break mid uh mid-march and then we didn't come back that's when it all happened so right um before spring break that week before they were in the stages where they had already written their scripts they'd already casted they'd already crewed and they'd already been halfway through pre-production so they'd already done like three months of work on their thesis films already wow. so wow it's even worse they already paid money for stuff i'm sure and equipment. oh yeah so props and gear yeah um uh, oh. april is the month where they start shooting so they would have been shooting right now so they had everything prepared already so it's just insane um what do you guys shoot your thesis films on we um we shoot them on. We have a couple of things. We have red. We have. I mean, it, okay. We can we can get a lot of things. We can have our equipment uh, offered to us from Warner Brothers. And so, okay. Okay. So depending on what we what we need, they they have um, on campus. We have a couple reds and like Ari S's and stuff, and the, the range. That's a, that's the range there. But sure. If you need it, they'll find a way to get it somewhere. So so let. Nice. Let's, let's back yeah. up for a second because um, it's exactly I mean, where I was going. I go. mean, pe- people yeah. pe- people know film school and <laughs> Zach. <laughs> 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 you're you're lucky we're not in the same room. I'm totally punching him in the arm if we are. Whatever. Um, Virtual punch to the screen. But some people, some of the listeners might not know the difference between between film school or. The, the argument there, whatnot, but um, UCLA Film School is an exclusive film school, and maybe tell tell us a little bit about yeah. about that. Tell us a little bit about the process of of getting in and just the lottery system that's there. And oh, because sure. I think yeah, because we didn't really do a great job of really describing who you were and why it's important that you're on our podcast. And I think um, we're, we're filmmaking podcasts. We talk about gear. We talk about stuff we watch. We talk about when we break down, you know, in front of the line and behind the line and the whole filmmaking process. And I'm super excited that you're here um, because I've known you for a long time, but also the fact that you're yeah. in one of the most premier film schools not just in the country, but globally. And even... Yeah, one of the top, it's crazy. Yeah, and even and the networking that you have, you know, you mentioned the networking with Sony Pictures and with, with Warner Brothers. I mean, because yeah. you're in L.A., you're in Hollywood, you know, the only one that possibly could rival you, which is USC Film School. But Sorry, what was that? Yeah, it, my mouth was moving and words didn't come out. It was <laughs> ah. the words come out. No, I didn't hear anything. But I'm ah. super excited about that. Maybe just tell us a little bit about um, what what that's like and 
being in that environment and the people that you're yeah. meeting and the opportunities that you have and why, why you chose doing that as opposed to something else. Sure. Well, off the bat, I'm going to admit that I did apply to USC. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair enough. But no, um, interesting because once you're there, it's one of those things where me and my fellow film, my class of my 15, it's a, each year has 15 students and then we get 15 more in junior year from transfer. So we have 30 students in our class. Um, but where do they transfer from? Once we're kind of there, they're uh, anywhere, all of the place. We have, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, in my, in my class, there's a couple from, like, NYU. Um, there's a couple from all over the place. So a lot of them went, went to a two-year uh, college and then came in, So, which is, okay. which is really cool. Um, but when I, what I was saying was, like, once you're there, it's one of those things where you, you don't often talk about the fact that it's one of those – it's a really, really small class and very competitive to get into. And we, we kind of take that for granted. We don't think about it once we're there. Once we're there, we're doing stuff. We're doing this thing. So, mm-hmm. But sure. they, whenever I – come back home and talk to people who are like, you're in UCLA film school? I'm like, oh yeah, I am. Aren't I? That, that's a cool thing. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I look at my classroom and I'm like, wow, I'm like the only white male here too. That's even harder to get into. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> it's because it's like such an interesting um, thing there, but it's, it's a, uh, uh, getting into it was, was interesting. It wasn't much different from the other, from the other, uh, film schools in terms of one thing I liked that was different from in terms of applications to get in was that UCLA was the only application that um, instead of asking for a a film or something you've done they just ask you for a script of what you've written um, because that eliminates a lot of the of the bias and the whatever towards people who have resources to do stuff um, and so that, that's for everyone that applies, not just like if you want to do screenwriting. No, just the film school in general. Uh, that's yeah, cool. Okay. Um, they ask you for for because they want to know your ability, and because their whole thing is they're focused on storytelling. And I love that. That's what really drew me in, especially being a screenwriter. On top of that, but just in general, because they don't want to. I mean, so you know, at USC, I'm sure there's a lot of people. I mean, and a lot of different places that people who might not have the best story, their film looks amazing because they sure. have the ability to get it done. So there was a lot of, um, you could tell they really, really cared about what story you're telling, your ability to tell it, um, which is great. So that's what drew me into that. And then obviously that's why I chose UCLA. But um, uh, I mean, what, what else do you want me to talk about? I can talk about what it's been like there, what the environment and stuff. What do you, what do you want to know? I mean, what, what kind of opportunities? Yeah, get, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was going to ask, um, not so much about where it's leading you to, but what has been kind of, what was the expectation going in and then how much of that has shifted while, while being there? Um, just kind of what you thought film school was going to be and then what it kind of really is to you at least. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. Um, okay. One other thing that I, 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 I like, but can also tend to be a double-edged sword and I'll tell you why is that. Uh, unlike a lot of other, uh, any other major, any other school is, you know, you start off your first two years doing GEs only, and then you transition into your major and then focus on that. UCLA from the very first year, my very first quarter, I was doing screenwriting classes. That was awesome. Um, but that being said, I'm in my last of junior year and I have a handful of GEs still I'm going to be doing next year. But it's one of those things where I was able to, 
learn a lot starting off. So I've been able to use those skills that I've acquired from the first year to build off of, which is great. Um, you're not waiting until your junior year and senior year to start. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, um, yeah. But then, and that's one of those things where now I have a couple to finish. But um, I'd much prefer that over the, the alternative. Um, but, yeah, so going into it, I mean, what I was saying earlier was that that question of between, you know, all kinds of creatives is, is, is film school actually worth the money? Because, I mean, I, I, I follow this guy on YouTube who was a film student. I don't know where, but he ended up dropping out. And he has this uh, big, larger size YouTube channel just about him teaching people how to do stuff, right? Screenwriting Which, uh, in particular. Who is that? And, yeah, go ahead. His name is, is uh, his, uh, his channel name is, is Mowry, M O W E R Y. I don't know his first name, but uh, he's around my age. And he said something that I really uh, agreed with. And that was the fact that his whole, the, the video I was watching was, is film school worth it? And me being someone who stayed in the film school and him being someone who dropped out, we agreed on the fact that the determining factor or one of the main determining factors is if you are doing something. Because the thing is, uh, one thing that I think is really valuable about film school, regardless of the connections and the thesis project and the things you come out with, is that because you have classes requiring you to do things, you're doing them, right? And if you have that discipline outside of film school, um, which people in film school do, but they might not know whatever, or might not do because they're in film school and have, don't worry about that. But if you're have that discipline and can do stuff outside, then then do it outside. As long as you're doing stuff and constantly working on getting better and doing it and, you know, that's the whole thing. Throw yourself into it and be on sets and write and um, that's where that that factor kind of varies. So, um, but once, like, I am taking a, uh, a screenwriting workshop right now, which is the entire year and then all of next year, which is every quarter. And it's great because... Uh, each year you come out of it with two finished feature scripts. Wow. So it's great. I mean, I'm, you're, you're constantly pumping out and every class is a three hour workshop. You just read your pages and then you read everybody else's. And it's like, that's what you do in there and you're writing groups outside of school. So it's, you know, one of those things where it's not much different. Hey, hold up. Austin. Somebody's, somebody's streaming on, in the other room. <laughs> your internet's Hang on, you dropping can... off. Did he drop off the call? Okay, well, I'm back. Oh, okay. There we go. You see me? Okay, that was weird. Okay, what was your question? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much of that we got, but at one point you said you're doing. Yeah, the I, workshop. I, mean, I think I heard you right. But well, hang on. You're you're doing two feature scripts a year. Is that what you said? And that being said, first draft. So you're not sure, sure. as you go, but you're getting two yeah. scripts done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. That's crazy. Actually, yeah. Are you yeah. doing short film scripts also, or they? They. I mean, um, well, okay. Here's how it works. In, first off, this class is intended to be a a a senior class because at the end of your junior year, you choose your focus, whether it's screenwriting or directing, whatever. Okay. Um, but this year, the class only. We had one senior screenwriter who was focusing on screenwriting, so they had open. Um, so, which is great because by the time it's done, I'll have four, four done, four feature scripts. But, wow. um, but yeah. So the first, it used, it used, not semester system, it's quarter system. So we have three ten week quarters, and 
the first uh, quarter and a half, you do a feature script. That's what's required of you. And then we have uh, the second half of the, of the quarter and the second quarter, or third quarter, is either another feature script or whatever else you want. Because as long as you're putting in the same amount of work. That's what he says it's supposed to do. So he said, do a feature script, do a, uh, a, a television pilot, do a, ther- a television webisode series. Do He said even he had one student uh, come and write, uh, do stand-up jokes. But the thing is, every week he come with a whole bunch more of more jokes. So he was always doing more work. Um, but yeah, that being said, I chose to do two, two feature scripts. That's a lot of students choose to do. So, um, But it's great. You're just getting stuff done. And, it's, and that being said, like talking about thesis projects, um, direct, directors need to have the, the film, but a screenwriter just needs a script. So when I graduate, I'll have four of what I required of me. So that's great. Wow, that's cool. It's more than I could ever want. So. And having that portfolio even too, but then, to then choose a couple to find two later and then have just to show is great, you know? So uh, do you own those scripts or does your college? That's a good thing too. Okay, so um, one thing I like about UCLA as opposed to some other colleges, which I will not name, <laughs> um, is that that everything, every script you write, every film you make, every still image that you take with any of the equipment that they have, we, we own. So that's a fantastic deal. That's um, awesome. Because in other places, there's some rights with you know festivals or distribution or whatever. There's a yep, percentage yep. or a lot that goes to some of the people. So everything we get and any money we make off of anything we do is ours. So that's, I love that. Okay. So that, that's cool. I, I didn't yeah. realize that. That's that's a pretty sweet deal then. Now is that... You're able to actually take what you're doing and, and potentially make money off of it. If I was in a situation where I didn't own that stuff, I'm sure I would be in a place where I would start questioning whether I wanted to save my best ideas for a little bit later. Mm, sure. Yeah. And that's, that's dangerous too. And for, for, for maybe for directing, maybe you might want to anyway, just so you get those skills up. But for screenwriting, if you start your days your early, you can work on them, work on them, work on them, and then get them better. So it's you know one of those things where I'm really glad I can start those ideas now and then use them to then work on and work on and fine-tune. Um, gotcha. Yeah, totally. A now, win. Zach, what you went to film school as well? Was that was that the same case with your school, or did this the school retain rights of stuff that that you produced? I I actually have no idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I it wasn't something that I ever like. Uh, when we were making things, I was like, "This is for learning only," and I don't yeah. want anyone to see these things. That's how um, a lot of us are too. Yeah. yeah. So uh, whether they have the rights or not, I don't care. Like they, they give us files at the end and they're like, do whatever you want with them. But uh, yeah. if I were to enter something, I'm like into a film festival. I don't know where that line would be drawn. I'm sure they would probably, cause they're, they're very much about like kind of advertising who's come through their school. Um, what, I mean, yeah. which like most, most schools are, but um, they would probably be happier to be like, well, this guy who won, you know, the Sundance best of or whatever, like went to this school. So yeah, I think they probably wouldn't care. Uh, no one's, no one's producing gold out of film school. Usually yeah. Uh, yeah, unless like, you're, you know, George Lucas and it's THX, but uh, exactly. ra- rarely is a film school project. Like, yeah. Good. Like no, but this is a great. This is a great you're point. Learning for a reason. This is a great point for somebody who might be considering film school as as their option. Um, that yeah. that 
that, that maybe they don't, you know, I think having the discipline, um, that was a great point that you made, but I, I, I think the bigger one that people probably don't know or they're not considering is, is, is that, mm-hmm. hey, if you're producing that content under the umbrella of, of that educational um, facility, or you know, yeah, that that they're saying, well, we we own the rights. <clears throat> I'm like, which uh, that's a big deal. I mean, if you have something that, you, that ends up doing something and having traction, and okay, and then think of the fact that if you, for example, we're going through it and you don't know for sure, you haven't brought it up, and you're hit with that wall. Wait, wait, what's happening? Yeah, I, I don't own that. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. So yeah, definitely at least know if they own it. And then on top of that, then be aware going into mm-hmm. it. Is that something you want or not? Right. So, so for definitely for those considering it, ask those right, ask those questions because that could potentially yeah. be a, a, a lot of money that you lose out on. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good. Very, very true. But I know going off what you were saying about, I mean, I think that comes into play more so agreeing with you with like the project you make, um, near the end, right? Whether that's a thesis film or whatever, it's not going to be top, you know, usually not anything up. Oh, well, lost you again. Oh, you did? Well, I got a, got a little bit of that. Maybe just, just roll it back just a little bit. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. You yeah. got to tell your dad to stop uploading his LinkedIn videos and the kids no. stop streaming. The thing is right now, what's going on? Sister or each on a class on different computers oh, on man. Zoom. My mom, mom is talking to friends on, on Zoom in the back room. My dad is doing something too. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is now, man. Every I house know. is crazy. Okay, but, but anyway. And you yeah, can't go uh, to Starbucks because Starbucks is how, closed. Having to go, <laughs> oh, I know. Like there's no place to go, which is like, I don't know, take turns or something. I have a different scheduled time. Yeah. You can't because classes are at certain <laughs> times. But, um, but anyway, yeah, but what I was saying was having to go through your first three years doing the required film classes, which might not be your specific focus. Um, we, I know me and uh, all of my 30 students had a, a DP course this last quarter, and we were required to make a one-minute silent feature on an RES camera. Hmm. Um, and we're in there like, I mean, we're looking at projects of our fellow classmates. You know, that's, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. Of course, during making it, like a month before, we're like, dude, I'm so, like, this is yeah. never seen light of day ever yeah yeah show this to no one it's really funny yeah nobody (laughs) says anything about this has never happened yeah once i'm big just this is it this wasn't part of my portfolio no leave it in the back yeah i I don't want this showing up on the dvd special features please just exactly yeah well it'll be like spielberg's film discovered archive like yeah for his first year film at at uh usc right there was some kind of silent something with animation and whatnot it was black and white, yeah. and it was, it was, it was pretty. Uh, Wait, now, did this might be going off a little bit, but did Spielberg actually end up going to use at USC? Because I know they declined him originally. Yeah, I don't think so, but um, I don't, I don't know how. I, I was watching some documentary or something, and it was maybe it was a project that he was working yeah. with somebody or whatnot, or what. It was one in, in their film. Like in the film school, they had like a little festival or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how it got in there, but I I remember seeing a clip of it, and it was, I mean, it was pretty progressive for the time because you're talking like late seventies. 
Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, if you can see, you can see at least kind of where. Yeah, the evol- the evolving of of that creativity. You know yeah. where it came from. Yeah. The hints that back then, like that, and in film school, if you look at some big people now and go back, I keep things like, okay, who that person turned out to be, you know. So it's interesting, kind of going back some time to seeing those things. Yeah. Now maybe <clears throat> talk a little bit about some of the opportunities that that have been afforded to you. I know I've been a little angry personally at you're getting into all these panels and these Q and A's and got to meet Alex Honnold when, when they released um, free solo and different things of that nature. But what, what, what would you say are the opportunities that you've had because you've been there versus somebody that is maybe it, maybe somewhere else or, how much, how much of those opportunities do you feel like are afforded you because you're at the UCLA film school versus, yeah. versus just being in LA and doing that thing? Um, I yeah. mean, nobody's getting any opportunities right now because of quarantine, but um, up to, up to <laughs> this point, up to this point, the opportunities you've had and the people that you've been able to rub elbows with, um, maybe, maybe share a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, well, I mean, off the bat, right, being in L.A. as opposed to the places, there's a lot of, I mean, everywhere you go, you go into a Starbucks, you'll see somebody that is sure. probably doing something, whether you, whether he's known or not, he's somebody doing something. So, because the whole filmmaking thing is, is a connection game at the very, I mean, at, not all of it, but a lot of it can revolve around that, um, especially trying to get into the industry. So, but yeah, no, being at UCLA, um, Film school in general, then UCLA being here in LA, and the name that it gives you. I mean, one of the okay, one of the things that I've seen of most presently to having not yet left film school and still being in it is the most prevalent thing would be internships, right? That's the, the gateway in there right now. And I mean, in terms of, of talking earlier about Sony and Warner Brothers and stuff, Paramount, Warner Brothers, um, and a few others. I mean, if you there's a whole they have internships that are open, not just UCLA, but to anybody who wants to apply, but they have these individual portals that if you're from UCLA or from a couple other ones around, right. Uh, that they have this orientation thing where you can actually go there and sit down in their executive board meeting room. That would, I would do with a couple of my film students and the head of whatever is there telling you about stuff. Cause they want you guys to be in it. Cause they know that if you got into USC or UCLA or whatever else that, they kind of they really want you to be there and you get that sense too which is kind of nice knowing okay it, they know at least that they think we're valuable because of the place where we're at which is which is nice um so that afforded luxury is kind of a nice upper hand there you know um yeah it's getting your foot in the door yeah, yeah. and we're not just left out trying to trying to figure out what we're trying to do trying to do we're already on a directed kind of route if you want to do here we have this thing set up for you we can talk to the main person here and they know you're from UCLA so they kind of want you in there so they're going to give you the best shot and tell you the best tips and tell you what to, what to do like she was even the main lady who we went to before the applications were due said yeah um, uh, answer these questions like this don't do that oh don't worry about a cover letter we don't read cover letters don't even waste your time doing that <laughs> so we're like okay write that down write that down great great awesome um, but no it's really helpful for internships that's, that's one of the things I've seen the most right now um, another one is um the fact that, um, at least for the film school, I'm sure it's true for a lot of other ones too, and not just UCLA also, but uh, uh, all, 
out of all the, um, the film classes I've taken so far, every single professor is a person professionally working in that field at a really good level. Um, so they've all, like, they're all, I have my directing person talking about just things she's doing right now. She's working on the uh, uh, Netflix movies and a series of unfortunate event shows and directing these and this and that, whatever. And then um, my, not my screenwriting professor this quarter, but my freshman year who was doing the, just the, um, the 101 course, the introduction to screenwriting, at the very basic level, he was, he's one of the head script managers at Pixar, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. So he's telling us stuff like, he's, of course, most of the homework assigned was Pixar movies. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's a little biased. But not, yeah, but the thing is, at the same time, not bad examples for teaching basic structure. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and he's always, he was always teasing us like, he would, he would say, yeah, I have a great example, but I can't tell you guys what it is yet because it's not out yet. I'm like, okay, whatever. Think of, think of another one then. Thank you. <laughs> he, he literally outlined for us that he, like, he said, okay, between now and – it was 2018 back then. So between now and 2022, we have three movies this year, uh, two of which you guys know about, Finding Dory and Toy Story 4. Uh, you guys know about those. And then uh, these ones, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have to tell you. We don't, uh, undisclosed yet, you know, different things. We're like, oh, you sitting are you kidding me? Really? Come on. But it's, it's crazy. Just tease, man it's really cool knowing that like he is the people, he's the person that when people pitch ideas to and are trying to fine tune script for Pixar, he's the one that they have to run it through, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. Um, and that being said, he gives us his personal email and so do all the professors. So it's one yeah. of those things where they're at the same place knowing, okay, if you're at UCLA going to film school, you're not unvaluable to me either. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? So, cause who knows where you're going to be in five years. Right. right. It's not yeah. some other college where, like if they may not take film as seriously or whatever, and they may be like, okay, you may, you may like film, but you may or may not actually end up having a future in this. You may not have whatever. Yeah. Um, but here they're like, okay, you're, you're, you've made it this far. Unless you ch- like, okay. In my freshman orientation, we went in with our families to hear the first opening speeches or, and talks by the professors and the heads of the board or whatever. And they said, yeah. Uh, so you 15, if you, uh, Everybody who's come through our program has made it in film unless they've directly chosen not to want to be a part of film, yeah, the industry. Yeah. So that's very, you know, really cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where it's, it's pretty secure if you, if you are diligent and focused on it. So sure. Unless you don't want to do it, which is really cool. But so, yeah, and then um, uh, my screenwriting professor this quarter, he's done a whole bunch of things. He's written for animated Disney shows. He's sold pilots to Netflix he's done he's written songs for artists like some which is the weirdest thing just all over the place all kinds of things so he's he's constantly selling things too so the stuff they give you is and the things they teach you are really you know the things that are that are working and they're prevalent and stuff like that so I really appreciate that too so, which that is super you know. cool because that's not the case in most colleges in most disciplines that people are learning you you that yeah. that that is really actually more rare that you have these these professors that are actually in that professional industry successfully working and then at yeah. the same time they're also teaching that you it, you right. don't you don't see that crossover a whole lot and for the fact that you're you're getting that firsthand you're you're so you're building your network while you're learning from the top people in the industry they know that when you come out you're 
you're the next wave of of the film industry. You're the ne- you your ideas are going to yeah. be fresh. You're you're going to bring this this youthfulness that's going to re-inject and reinvigor an industry that quite honestly might need that or might be a little tired from what we've already experienced. And um yeah, even on a different level for better maybe for better or for worse, you know, like going back to my, my TikTok professor keeping his eye on people it's like whether this is good or bad is okay i know that i have trained you in my way of thinking for right. my company yep. you know what i mean so it's also my because people teach i mean especially film depending on what pressure or teacher you get teaching you stuff you're gonna learn a lot of different ways to do different things yep. so having someone who knows you've been trained under me to do the way i want to do this stuff we're gonna know you're gonna be good with us because you've learned the way I've, i i think so yeah, and you've you know, built that. Interesting to think about. You've built that relationship already, which that's yeah, that's half the battle, and that's the biggest part of the battle. Because, yeah. yeah, that dude, that's awesome. So what uh, what what inspiration are you getting? Like who who are you looking at, writer wise? Um, I mean, even uh, not novelists, you know, anything. Uh, what who are you looking at for your inspiration to kind of. Uh, see how things are, are written and how things are executed uh, since screenwriting is, you know, your, your track. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So uh, my, my, uh, well, I, I always say like in terms of like my favorite, whatever in the film industry, I, I always say my favorite director is Christopher Nolan, but I would never write a film like this. Sure. because I could, ne- that's, that's my favorite kind of film to watch, but I, I, I could, I, that's not what I want to write. Um, and like my, my forte, or at least right now is, is character driven drama, right? Which is the, the indie film, zero money making genre sure. right now. <laughs> but, yeah. The soon to not be in theater drama. Right. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, AM, the AMC, what is yeah. it? The indie, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. The but artisan, the right artisan now. film, right? Yeah. Artisan. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, artisan film that, that end up owing a lot more than they paid than they whatever but um but no character driven drama is is my thing but the, the, the thing is though too under that genre can be a lot of higher higher idea you know things too so that could expand i don't know what we're going to go with or my in my future or whatever but um but that being said like i really like obviously you know what everyone does they watch and read and watch shows and movies based on what they love. So what I've been doing recently, well, the last like, year and a half, is before I sit down and write, usually I will watch an episode of This Is Us because that is yep. exactly what I am kind of doing at right yep. now. Um, that's exactly what I, what, I, what, I, what I am trying to write right now. And so uh, that, is the prime, actually, that, is, that is the prime example of the work that I'm trying to model myself after right now. Um, because it's real, it's honest, it's emotional, and it's really smartly written. Um, but, and, and on that too, I mean, there's one head writer and there's a bunch of different writers. So I don't know about name-wise. Yeah. Um, but they have it on lock right now. And, for, and I'm sure once that show's done and phases out, it's going to be another thing I'm going to go to. But right now, that's, that is my realm of, of what I'm trying to model myself after in terms of sure. whatever. So. Did you get into parenthood at all? That's very similar. I haven't gotten into yeah. it. I'm going to watch that after. I should watch it soon. I've been trying to watch it for a long time. Yeah. Um, it, it's really solid, yeah, but too. Yeah, I've heard a lot of things. Yeah. But that, that's exactly, you know, 
for whatever you know plot differences, of course, a lot of different stories, whatever. And I'm doing feature films, not not TV, but um, I mean, even was the formats are becoming so much like like film. Oh yeah. Um, except the time, a lot of it blends over. Yeah, we're we're really in the golden age of television right now, especially for dramas. Yeah. You know, with Better Call Saul and stuff like that. It's like yeah. Vince Gilligan is is insane. Um, oh, he is brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. that writing, and then um, that, that Breaking Bad pilot is a prime example of just top tier writing. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's there's like there's not I mean there's dialogue obviously in it, but there's so much of it that's just written out in the situation as well. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really solid. Yeah. So. Um, a guy that I always go to and it's yep. uh Aaron Sorkin. Like I just love Oh my gosh. That the his quick writing. Word. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no more apparent in like the West Wing. It's just so good. Um I, I don't know if I would care about that show or like Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, like yeah. which unfortunately only got one season, but like it's just so smart and quick and uh yeah, he's he's a genius. That, that's another Fincher movie you haven't seen. Uh, Eric is uh, the social network probably. Oh, oh actually, I, I did see that. So oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's Aaron Sorkin, his his genius on yeah. that one. West Wing or the other TV shows, but um, I took a mass. The, one of the master classes online was Aaron Sorkin for screenwriting. And I took that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh man! All right, Eric, you got any more questions? My, as my camera zooms in and out. Um, no, but I do. <laughs> I do have. Uh, I do have this really cool short that we would love your help on if you would be down for yes. it. it. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Yes. Uh, I, I texted you last night. I've been, I was, uh, I'll work on that. Yeah, we can't film anything for nine months probably, but. Yeah, that's a good time to get it ready then. Yeah, I mean, we feel, yeah. I mean, Zach. Infinite drafts. Zach, Zach was a huge part in, in us getting the kind of the rough outline together um, yeah. between. That's a really cool idea. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be I, a fun short. It would be yeah. a fun short. It all started with our other, our other uh, associate, Tim, and he was like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do just like this car chase. I mean, that's how it, it all started with this car chase with explosions and blah, 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 because – He's yeah. he's really big in the After Effects uh, artwork and, and doing that. He's really good at that. But um, and then so we had lunch together and we started talking about it. And then after a series of lunches, we're like, okay, we feel like we got a solid foundation for for a story with a nice t- twist to it. And um, yeah, then we're like, I know the perfect guy to help. That would be you. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to sit down and write anything. That's for sure. I just make pretty <laughs> pictures. I just—that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's all I do. Yeah, I left this desk for like five days straight. Oh yeah. man! And Zach loves yeah. to DP so, in color. That's his. That's his jam. Oh yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. The whole trio. But yeah, no, I, I just started a um, I started free. I don't know if it's pre-production, pre whatever on a Kickstarter campaign. The very first seeds of that going into for a short I finished writing and I'm rewriting right now. So that'd be interesting too. What's that, what's that going to involve then doing a Kickstarter for that? I mean, are you trying to kickstart full production? Um, well, yeah, well, here's the thing. It's this, I don't know if you've heard of this. Some people have, and some people haven't. His game is the Kickstarter guy. He, 
that's that's what, that's what he does. And a lot of people use him for stuff. And you, you, it's a down payment. And he 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 is very personal friends with the heads of Kickstarter and Indiegogo and all these guys. And he has a whole training five step. 20 video, 10 hour module wow. thing of each step of getting this thing done. Okay. He has a 98% success rate for films. Wow. On Kickstarter Indiegogo. So it's one of those things where you pay the down payment and you take five, he takes 5% off the end of what your goal was. And he would just do the entire thing. And it's almost like, even in his videos, he just says, you know, like the, on Kickstarter on the stats page, like the, uh, the general or the, the, the success rate is 27% for films. But with me, you don't really worry about that. You'll probably get it done anyway. I'm like, okay, great. Confident. Awesome. Yeah. yeah right. every, every step and it's, it's great. So, so I don't know much about it yet. I'm on the first module, but it's a, it's a, like a 90 day thing. And then you start, you start it up and he helps you with every step with personal calls and he helps you do the entire thing, which is very fun. That's wow, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. No, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Cause without that, I'd be, I'd be lost. I would never yeah, try sure. to do a, a campaign. And the timing yeah, right now for that. So rough. The timing is perfect. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, it really is. So. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's a short. So I'm trying to find everything, which will be interesting. How I, long? I know a pages? really good film crew that would be happy to <laughs> do some work for you, dude. I'd be so happy to have it. That'd be awesome. We should actually figure that out. Um, but what would you say, Zach? You said, how many? How many pages? I'm just curious. Okay, well, it, it was 17, but no, it, it was it was 20. But I'm redoing some stuff. It's going to be around 16 pages. Okay, that's cool. That's what I'm going for. Is is the is the idea still a minute a page? I can't. I can never remember. Yes okay. and no. I mean that that's what it is usually. That's what we sure. go by. Obviously, yeah. If there's going to be some style involved in the yeah, yeah then it, that changes. But sure, okay. Seventeen minutes a page, maybe eighteen minutes a page. If you do it right. <laughs> Jeez. If you do it right, it's ten minutes a page. No, no, but it's one minute a page usually. Gosh, what are you, Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's his goal. No less. <laughs> no less. No less than ten minutes per page. That's funny. Be done. Cool. cool. But no, well, so yeah. So along with that, I, I want to help you guys with that. With that with, man, yeah, that would that would be awesome. The the more the merrier. At least uh, at least somebody would know what they're doing because it's <laughs> it's not us. We don't have any idea. Oh about come on now, so. come on now. Screenwriting. We don't have anything about screenwriting. Foundation, though. Zach, that's a good, that's a good like. Zach selling himself short. <laughs> No, it's a good place to a lot of stuff to work off of there, so it's really fun. Yeah, I think it would be cool. A really fun script, too, you know what I mean? Like a really kind of like, really engaged, really kind of fun stuff going on. Yeah, it's not just two people sitting in a coffee, yeah. you know, house just talking to each other for nine hours. In a quarantine Starbucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. No. Write that down, yeah. No, you heard it, you heard it. It's copyright, you can't have it. Well, you know, that's funny. You know, we, we joke around with the quarantine thing. It's going to be really interesting to see how this impacts just different filmmakers and storytellers that, oh. that coming out of this. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I mean, I'm already, I'm already dreading the amount of like, jokes in every Michael yeah. Bay movie and everything that's coming. Like you remember yeah. when we couldn't get toilet paper for four months? Like, <laughs> like, oh. No, there was this tweet I saw uh, like two weeks ago and the tweet says to all filmmakers and writers, nobody wants to hear your quarantine stories after this yeah. is over. Yeah. Right, right. Seriously. Yeah. Like it's going to be all like, it's, it's like this meets this meets, Quarantine. Okay, yeah. great. Awesome. Thank great. You. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll call you. It's like worry. lockdown. Everyone is inside. They can't go outside. Yeah, yeah <laughs> containment. We just did this. We watched that. Yeah. It was 2016. People don't want to... 
Yeah. yeah, people don't yeah. want to watch that. They just lived that. Yeah, it exactly. was it was outbreak nineteen ninety five. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to escape reality. Please don't have us relive that. <laughs> right. Gosh, I'm I'm curious, like how many uh, new like zombie and into the world movies though are going to have a scene of like just people running to the store getting toilet paper now? Right. Like that's funny. But it's funny because anybody who has not lived it like in later generations watching a film like that and going to be like, okay, that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't believe that. Yeah. Why, right. why would I go get to it? And then you go and ask like, go, go, go talk to your grandpa. He was there. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. But even he could explain it. So like, um, you know, I don't know exactly why they did, yeah. but it happened. I promise. But also happened. like yeah. grandpa, what is toilet paper? We all use bidets now. <laughs> well, back in 2020, yeah. that's yeah. why that's we use technology. bidets. <laughs> That's interesting to think about too, huh? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it impact the way things work. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, Never man. again risk it. Digital no, toilet paper. No it's coming. Digital <laughs> toilet, Digital toilet paper. paper. Just, just transport my. No, I don't. Uh, no, I, this is terrible. I don't want to think about this anymore. Let's. We're done. We're yeah. done. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, seriously, put that in some sci-fi script. Plot yeah. device. Oh. Just yeah. it makes me think of uh, Demolition Man with the seashells. Like the seashell, yeah. I never saw Demolition Man. Oh, okay. Man. Go it, back I and mean... watch it. The only thing <laughs> okay. that you're going to remember is the three shells. That's yep. it. That's yeah. that, the that's, one thing that's, in mind. That's the only. Well, thing. that in like the 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 weird VR. Anyway, just yeah, you have to watch it. <laughs> I don't remember that. One. I literally okay. don't remember that. It, I only it's, remember uh, that Sylvester Stallone well, and the three shells, and that was it. Well, Sandra, Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah. And him. And then they have like a love scene or whatever, but they just put headsets on, and then that's <laughs> it. And they just like, and he's like, what is this? And he takes it because he's like, back in my day, because he's from like the 80s. It's like, back in my day, we actually had sex. And he's like, no, no, no. STDs and things they got too bad so oh, now we have it this way yeah so it's like everything's v- you don't remember that at all Eric like no I don't remember it's that it's insane oh it that movie's out there I remember sure. I remember the guy Fine was like now, dropping a bunch of swear words to get the tickets to generate for the because <laughs> yeah. he goes I ain't yeah. using no shells and he took all yeah. the tickets for the toilet paper with each yeah. new detail of this movie I don't know if I'm driven farther away from where I'm going to watch it <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. I mean, it's, you it's you have to be like completely peak. at a loss yeah. for anything to watch. Like, yeah. I mean, well, then I might not be there for a while. Yeah, yeah. You, no. yeah. We, I mean, it's unless we're in quarantine for like Stallone. six more months, then no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demolition Man watch party. There you go. Oh. Uh, it, actually, that would be really fun to watch with a bunch of people because it's so ridiculous. Demolition Man. It is. Yeah, I, I think that would be a good one to watch. It's one oh, of those yeah. hate. It's one of those. Um, Oh gosh, what is it? Um, Bad. It's roast. Good. It's a roast oh. fest. You, it's you. You watch yeah. it to roast it. You know, like a mystery <laughs> science or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty fun that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, Austin, man, thank you so much for uh, for doing this with us. Like this is yeah, awesome. Yeah, man, it was and, fun. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been really great and getting some insight and. Um, uh, where can people find you online? Anything you want? Do you want people to know where to find you online? I guess I should ask that like question. Off the grid. I want to stay that way. Okay, great. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> no, I need my shout out. Please. I need my shout out. <laughs> cut, cut it, cut it. Please, please. No, um, <laughs> underscore Noel, N O L L. Find me. Yeah. On- Austin underscore Noel. Is that what? Wait, yep. How do you spell the Noel? Just A U S T I N underscore N O L L. No K. Perfect. That's great. Okay, okay. 
No okay, okay. And are you more are you most active on uh, Instagram or YouTube or what's what's your gem? If you want if you want actual posts, go to Instagram. If you want like memes and reposts and retweets, go to Twitter. Gotcha. That sounds about right. <laughs> if you want humor, go to Twitter if you want filmmaking stuff. Well no, I do filmmaking stuff on Twitter too. So either one of those two. Let's go follow now, Austin. Now, considering you're in the filmmaking space, shouldn't you be more active on YouTube? I okay. Here's the deal with every <laughs> single. Wow, shade. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just trying to no, inspire. No, no, no. You talk. You talk to any film major, and every story will be the exact same. Where at some point, usually in their last year of high school or first year of college, they attempted a YouTube kind of thing. And it just didn't happen. So, like, you know what? I'll post it. I'll have a, I'll have a personal YouTube account that I'll post stuff to that I'll just have there in case I need to direct someone to it, like, directly. But otherwise, this is how it is. So, yeah, I have a YouTube that has my videos on it, but you don't want to see it. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I, you know, I go to, I didn't go to traditional film school like all of y'all did, um, or are all of us, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, us. I got my experience as a grunt, you know, on set doing stuff, you know. In, That's a good way to do it too. It, it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's the kind of the harder little violin, Eric. <laughs> the tiniest, Mr. Crab's violin. The tiniest. No, but little... the point that I'm trying to get to, Zach, is uh-huh. spit it out already. <laughs> is that I think there's a there's a big, a big wide open lane. Even though there's a lot of film stuff on YouTube. Um, you know, Ryan Connolly's one of my favorite. You know, I follow Caleb, a DSLR shooter, and, and a bunch of others. But, um, you know, I think there's definitely, for for your unique experience and the things that you're learning, if you share those with other people that maybe don't have the resources to go to film school. But, oh, yeah. I mean, just the nuggets that you dropped on us here in this episode are, are really fantastic. And I think people would definitely um get a lot out of that you know i know there's this attitude in hollywood of oh those youtubers aren't filmmakers i beg to differ um oh yeah i agree and i I think i mean you know it's funny because now you're seeing this influx of these big hollywood stars like will smith and jack black now on youtube regularly because Kevin James join YouTube, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then you because you have control over it, right? You don't have all these different yeah. people in the studio saying, "Well, we need to tweak this, or we need to tweak that." You know, you have a little yeah, bit it's more. All you. You got a little bit more freedom there, but um, I think people would love to hear more about what you're learning and your journey and the things that you're writing and and you know, not giving away everything, obviously, but yeah. um, just sharing that experience. All the secrets. Are you trying yeah. to tell them to vlog, Eric? I'm not. I'm just encouraging him that there's a big there audience is. out there that there is. that is that that yeah. that would embrace what he has to share. That's all. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I think, right. I think there's definitely a lot of and yeah. I mean and and the the argument of is film school worth it? And I think you said it. Like you said, if you want to work in film after this, you will. Like the the yeah. only way you're not going to work in film is if you don't want to. Yeah, and that is no matter what route you go, like that's the case. Like you're gonna you're gonna do it whether if you want to. Like that that's the biggest I think takeaway 
Um, and such a great. We want it and do the work and put it in. Yep. Yeah, do the work. Exactly. Yep. People want cool. people to do work. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for it for sure. And as long as you're not a total jerk either. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even cool. some of those guys got made it, but. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. That's second most important. First is ability to work, and the second is, is personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric, you want to close this out? Yeah, sure. Austin, thanks so much for joining us. We're so grateful for you spending the time. Um, Absolutely. And and for everybody listening, again, thank you for hanging out with us. Hopefully this episode brought you some great nuggets and you learned something from, from Austin, and uh, we're grateful. You can find Austin on Instagram and Twitter, as he mentioned, at Austin underscore Noel. That's N-O-L-L. You can find Zach at Zach Abbott's on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eric Thurston. You can find on any streaming platform where you get your podcast from. Well, most streaming platforms. I I haven't checked them all, but I'm assuming. Pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, we're on like 12. We're on your favorite Dang, streaming platform, platform. Yeah. For, yeah, for, for, for the podcast at The Easy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Easy Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at The Easy Podcast Show. And if you have any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns, you send all of those to Zach at The <laughs> Easy Podcast Show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and thank you, Austin, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye.